Welcome to Soul Logic, not your breathy spirituality. This is neither tie dye running through fairy fields nor corporate performance metrics, but increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Have you been in situations where you didn't fully say what you thought, where you went against what you believed, or where you didn't show up authentically? I know I have. Cindy, I know you have as well. And we're going to be talking about this today, the high cost of hiding and how hiding disempowers us and really gets in the way of our own personal growth spiritual development, and how we are, who we are as a person. Yes, hiding is something we are all pretty good at doing. I don't think we need to go into a lot of how we hide, but we will cover that a little bit in this podcast. And then we really want to talk about moving forward and how you are become more comfortable being seen. And what does that actually mean in your life? And it can definitely be an uncomfortable step to take because it's really easy to hide. It's much harder to step out and really be your true self and trust yourself and that you will be accepted and loved and all of the things we all crave, even if you are seen for all of your all of your light and all of your dark places. So let's go back to hiding first. When you think about hiding, again, we don't want to spend a lot of time here because we're all pretty good at it, but it's not sharing fully who you are, like Scott mentioned in the intro. So you know, maybe you voice an opinion, but it's not your true opinion or it's not all of your opinion because you want to kind of fit in with whoever you're speaking to because you want to be liked and accepted and you don't want to really rock the boat. In our society, especially in the United States, rocking the boat isn't really looked upon too highly unless you're in like Silicon Valley. And even there, maybe not. It's also not talking about what's really meaningful to you. And I think it can be not just talking, but also maybe pursuing work. We talk a lot about soul and logic. And so logic a lot of times overrules and that causes some of our hiding because at work, maybe we're not doing the work we really want to do. Maybe there's something, a project, um, a promotion, a different area of the company that we might really want to pursue or work that we want to do, but we're afraid to bring that forward because we are already being successful where we are. Maybe there's already a track that's been outlined for us to do that particular job. And this here's your promotional and you know track to success. And you want to take a sharp left turn and maybe take a different track. You know, people don't always respond well to that, or at least that's what we believe. And so we hide that piece of us and we say, oh, okay, I'll do this promotion and maybe I'll just hint at this kind of work I want to do, or maybe I'll just wish I had gotten it and kind of fume over it. So hiding just causes a lot of pain, to be honest. When you hide those true feelings, your true desires, you live a smaller life. What are your thoughts on hiding, Scott? Yeah, especially that last part that you just said, Cindy, living a smaller life. I feel like hiding disempowers us and it creates confusion. I think when think back to the past, when I was hiding in certain aspects, whether it was professionally or personally, or in a professional setting, hiding my personal life, not wanting to be seen completely because I didn't know how certain aspects of my life were going to be received. There was always a question mark in my mind. Well, what if, what if I had said something? What if I had shared this? What if I had spoken up? What if I had really, you know, voiced my opinion? What would have happened? 
Mm-hmm. And so it created this, this kind of sea of confusion, this gray area where I never really knew. And there's a real risk to that, I think, because how many relationships, how many um, work, work relationships, professional relationships, how many conversations, how much is lost by hiding? I'm thinking about that right now for the first time in that sense, right? How much is potentially lost by hiding? If we're hiding, likely somebody else is hiding. And that goes, there's a lot to that, right? Is the environment safe? Is there that that trust and safety that's built up where people do, do truly feel comfortable to share? But I think the biggest thing that I found is when when we're hiding, life is more confusing. It's more, there are more challenges. Making decisions is harder. And it just feels crappy. Yeah. I, and I think it causes some anxiety, right? Because there's something you really want and you can't give voice to it. I think in both of our coaching practices, we work with people on this all the time. And what I find interesting is to your point about safety, but when you can take a small step, a small safe step to actually speak up for what you want, you believe, you know, taking a small step toward being seen. I don't know about you, but I can't think of a single client that's done that in a controlled sort of scenario and in a safe way that had a bad experience. I think we imagine no one could possibly accept this. Or, you know, if I just go back to the scenario at work where it's like, okay, I'm doing accounting and I really want to do, I want to be a graphic designer. And it's so far from a field of what you're already in, but it's like, people are pretty open generally to you being different if you just speak it up. And if you're, I think also if you're not doing like a, a major leap, okay, maybe accounting to graphic design is too big, right? <laughs> you know, at least to just throw it out there. But if you take a small step, it's almost always well received. And I think to the shock and surprise, pleasant surprise to almost everyone I work with and also for myself. Yeah. And I think what, what happens too is that people enjoy seeing that because yeah. people don't want more of the same. Right. So it's inspiring to them and and it's uh it's a positive step forward for everybody. Agreed. And I think, you know, we've both have been in leadership positions. And when somebody comes to you and is voicing an authentic desire, like you want to help them, right? And you, even if you can't grant them everything they want in that specific conversation, good leaders will actually help guide you and make make what you want possible wherever, wherever they can. And I think that we forget too that people really do generally want to help you. They do. That that is that is absolutely true. What else about hiding is counterproductive to living a great life? Well, I'm not sure if this is what you're asking, but the what comes to mind for me, and I, you know, I always want to take it to the body because this is my new my new thing. But when you hide, when I hide. I'll just speak to my experience. When I hide, I tend to tell myself stories that may or may not be true. And that has physical impacts on me. And I think I've mentioned it before, but when I was hiding, instead of just asking information, this was in a work scenario. I mean, I made up stories that I was going to get fired and I was doing a bad job and all this kind of stuff. And it gave me heart palpitations. It gave me high blood pressure. Like it had a physical impact. And when I actually looked at the data, I mean, everything was fine. It was truly a big story. And I it was leading up to a meeting I'd had with um, the two two partners of the firm I work, work for. In fact, the opposite was true. And I'd made up this whole big story. 
I hadn't talked to them because I just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller thinking, oh my God, it's getting worse and misconstruing things that they were saying to me because we were a virtual firm. We never see each other, but uh, it had physical implications for me. And I think it creates some anxiety when even like outside of that, if you're hiding, you're like, oh, you mentioned earlier, oh, I didn't say that thing I really wanted to say, or not as fully as I wanted to say, or I didn't, that wasn't really my opinion. That was somebody else's. And I actually really feel different. You live incongruently. And that incongruence creates tension inside, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, when you're out of alignment, it's painful. It's really painful. And so when you can start to even, even being like sort of silent, if you will, like just at least don't speak against yourself. If you, something's happening and you just remain silent, you're still at least being true to yourself. Right. Or if you're like, you know, I have an opinion on that, but I don't, I'm not really I don't want to engage in that right now. Like that's the beginning of you're not being seen. You're still hiding a little bit, but you're being, you're starting to get some, starting to get some congruence inside by at least not betraying yourself. I I think that I went off the rails there on your question that you're asking, but I think one of the outcomes of hiding is definitely anxiety, tension inside the body, inside the mind, inside your emotions. And by being seen in whatever way that is, you don't have to do a podcast. It could just be, hey, I want to go take a dance class with your partner, you know, or hey, I just want an hour in the morning to read a book because I just need some alone time. You know, whatever your truth is, whatever your reality is, whatever you need, just speaking up for that can be very small, starts to lessen that anxiety within you. At least that's my opinion. I agree with that. I mean, I, I said before about the questions, right? I feel like it created confusion in my life. Mm-hmm. When I would hide, I would start to create the stories. So the stories were there. The questions would start. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It was harder to make a decision. Life was just more difficult, much, much more difficult. And that was disempowering. Mm-hmm. By being seen, being more congruent, being more authentic, not really giving an F what anybody thinks because it just doesn't matter. Because here's how I trust myself. Here's how I feel about myself. And I am going to speak up, be seen, and it's okay. And that, to my surprise, every time I've done it, not only have I felt better, that didn't necessarily surprise me. What surprised me more was that there was more respect, understanding, appreciation. Basically, the other people, whoever they were, there was not the the story that I might've told myself that was going to happen never happened. Mm -hmm. It was the contrary. Like you said, you know, people are looking to help you. They, they actually found it inspiring. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, I can't believe you did that. I had no choice, but to do it. I can't believe you said that. Why wouldn't I say that? Right. I don't have the guts to say it. Of course you do. So those side conversations kind of started after, right? Like, oh, I can't do that. You know, you, you can, you can pull that off, but I can't No, you can too. Mm-hmm. And then that built confidence and even more trust. And I think um, just the, the knowing that the more authentic that I am, the more congruent that I am trusting that the results are going to be absolutely fine. And, and if I'm coming from my heart with a good intention, right? A great place of intention that it's going to be the best outcome for everybody. Well, I love that. Cause I think too, when you speak your truth, when you don't hide, 
when you say what really is true for you, you actually increase the connection between you and the other person, whoever you're speaking to. They may not feel like it at first. Maybe they're like, oh, a little taken aback. But generally, when you speak your truth, people know it's true for you. And then if they hear you, right, you feel value. You're putting value on your own internal state, your own internal feelings, thoughts, way of being, whatever it is, and saying, no, this is important to me. And it's really important to me that I be true to this. Like, I'm willing to shift my opinion. If I'm in my case, like, you know, if somebody brings information to me, I'm like, oh, I hadn't, I, we all have blind spots, right? I'm not saying you need to be true to yourself and never bend, but when you honor your own desires, needs, thoughts, and can say them for yourself, like you're valuing yourself and then people will value you as well. And then it creates like a more authentic connection. Yeah. And his story is actually from just a few months ago. I was in a a meeting with um, six, seven people. I didn't know any of them. Mm. And we're going around giving our introductions and it was more of a spiritual focus meeting. So I was talking about, you know, my spiritual awakening and what I, my journey, my brief journey through life, et cetera. And then I was going to talk about my twin flame experience. For those of you that are listening now, that's when you share the same soul with somebody. We have a whole podcast on that. So just look down in the list and you'll find it. But I was going to mention, you know, I went through a twin flame experience and I didn't because I censored it before I said it. I just thought, I just said, you know, I went through this really difficult and beautiful at the same time experience. And it was a little bit awkward, but I didn't. So I I immediately judged the group, not knowing if they knew what it was, didn't know what it was, what would they think of me? So I didn't say twin flame. The guy next to me, I have no idea who he was. I've met, I met everybody for the first time said, yeah, you know, I went through a twin flame experience. I'm just coming out of it right now. And I'm like, you too. Uh (laughs) I said, you know what? To everybody I did too. We could talk about that later. And so to your point about the connection, it made it the connection so cool between us. Like we started texting after, had a few phone conversations. Clearly, we had stories that we could share, right? Very different stories. It didn't matter. The, the theme was the same. So that never would have happened. That's what I was kind of alluding to in the very beginning of the podcast. When we hide, we really cut off the possibility for what could happen. That connection, that conversation, that opportunity, the more we're willing to be seen and just put it out there the more we open up those possibilities. Oh my gosh. That reminds, so if I, I, I love that. Um, it makes me think almost every, when I did consulting, almost every client I ever had, they would be, you'd be in a big meeting or something like that. And you know, like any questions and it'd be like from leadership or from the, nobody would ask a question. Then some one brave soul would raise their hand and ask the question that everyone was like, Oh, thank God. Somebody asked that Cause I had no idea what was going on. And you're like so grateful for that person that spoke up because you were wondering the exact same thing. Or to your point, like you have an idea. This happens a lot with women, maybe with men too, but I just happened to coach a lot of women around this where they'll have the idea, like like your twin flame idea, but that maybe it'll be for work or something. And they'll be like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. They don't say anything. And then sure enough, the next person's like, oh, we could do this. And everyone's like, oh yeah, what a great idea. And they're like, Oh, I should have said something, but I wasn't, I was hiding. I was too afraid to say something and have people laugh at me or whatever. But then they're like kicking themselves for not saying it. I think it's, that is super, super common. 
But I love your story where it actually created the connection. So yes, did. you didn't say it, but he did. And now you have connection and thank goodness right. he said something. Right. And I said, thank God you said that. I said, mm-hmm. because me too, we'll talk about that after. Yeah. And we did. And it was really very cool. We had a great couple of conversations about it. Yeah. Let's take a really quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about steps toward being seen. You're listening to Soul Logic, shifting you from a corporate mindset into a conscious mindset. Check out our course online at roadmaptoawakening.com, helping you bring the practical into awakening and make sense of what's happening on your journey. Okay, welcome back. So we've talked a lot about hiding. We've talked about being seen in many different ways. But let's just go back through the steps again and just talk about, okay, so you've been hiding in some area of your life or maybe many areas of your life. And I think one of the first steps is one just to acknowledge it and to recognize it. Like awareness is always the first step, right? Like, okay, I've been hiding a little bit. So maybe you're that person we mentioned right before where you didn't say something in a meeting and somebody else came up with the the exact same idea. So just acknowledge that. Okay, that was a missed opportunity for me to speak my truth, speak what I was thinking, to be seen. And maybe you still don't feel like a meeting is a safe place to do that, but find like what what other place would feel safe. And maybe it's not at work ever to start, maybe it's somewhere at home or with a friend or whatnot, but some find some small place. Once you've become aware that you're hiding in a specific place, find a safe spot to to then, you know, practice being seen. It could be in a relationship as well. Like, oh, this thing, um, I let things pack up, you know, like annoy, 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 stick these little chits chits in my pocket. They're building up until they suddenly spill over and I blow up. Well, how could you speak to that one little thing and air that out quickly so that you never get the buildup of all the little things you've put in your back pocket until they spill over? So I think one, acknowledging that you're hiding somewhere or that you're maybe not being fully yourself in some area of your life and then find a small safe way to practice speaking up and being seen. What other tips do you have, Scott? Well, to go along with this, I'm thinking one one example could be if a person really has this desire to paint. Mm. You know, they enjoyed it when they were in art class in 8th grade for example, right? But now they're in their 50s. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, "Oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that." Take a course. Mm-hmm. Sign up for an art course. That's a safe space. You meet other people in the same, at the same level, learning like a beginner's, you know, painting course and just see what happens and go into it with an attitude of, I'm trying this out. I'm going to have some fun with this. It doesn't have to be a, yes, I'm great at it. No, I'm not. No, there's no judgment needed. Just have some fun with it. I love that. Oh, I love, um, you're sparking an idea for me because I think art is such a way that people can feel seen. So if you're not an artist and you don't want to take a class, you could also go to a gallery or a museum and go find the art that speaks to you. And, you know, just think like, what is that person trying to say to me? What is this artist trying to convey? You know, see if you're inspired in some way to then, I don't know, communicate your own own inner way of being. Maybe you take that, maybe you do both. Maybe you go to the art museum and then you do an art class and figure out how you, if you can't do it in words, how do you do it in art, in, you know, visual art or... Maybe you take up acting. I don't know. <laughs> anything, anything that allows you to to start to express whatever it is that you, that you've been hiding. 
And by putting yourself in that environment, in that safe environment, a class would be a safe environment, going to a, a lecture, maybe at a museum, right? You have the potential to meet other people, develop that connection that we've talked about, and who knows what's going to happen next. I mean, there are possibilities from what can come next, but have fun with it. I love that. And you could even take um, like singing lessons or speaking lessons or something like that. Not that you want to be the next. Pavarotti. Yeah, right. Exactly. But just learning to use your voice, like literally you learning to use your voice could be really interesting. I'm thinking of a real life example here with both of us. This podcast, if somebody had said, you're going to do this, or I probably wouldn't have done this two or three years ago, I was still hiding. You know, I wouldn't have done a podcast that had the title soul in there, maybe logic, but not soul. I wouldn't have done a podcast or been a part of a podcast that was talking more about personal development. Yes. Professional development. Yes. Because that felt safe. Incorporating spirituality into it and awakening ourselves. No, probably not. So this has been a big step for me. And I, I know for you too, because we've talked about it off microphone. Yeah. And, you know, it's been something that I think has surprised both of us, not only how enjoyable it is when we're doing this as we are right now, but also the feedback that we receive from the listeners. And I think to what I said before about being an inspiration, I've heard that, that people have been inspired by some of our conversations and some of the episodes. So the, the thing to hold front and center in our minds, because it is our mind that gets in the way of the hiding, our bodies want it. Our soul wants it, right? We feel better when we do it. Usually the the, the feedback that we receive is is positive almost all the time. I've To your point, I've never had anybody ever say, that was a stupid thing that you did and how horrible it was a failure or one of my clients. No, on the contrary, there's always been confidence that has come out of it. They felt better. They've learned something. And that baby step became larger and larger and larger until they started leaping. And started really taking, you know, taking larger steps in not hiding or in being seen and taking more risk, but they might not call it risk because it gets to a point where they know themselves so well that they can't live without doing it. So that's the point that we'd like to get you to consider as you listen to this podcast is it can be a little uncomfortable at first because you are stepping outside of your comfort zone, but that's where the real growth happens and the change happens. But then you get to the place where damn it, you're not going to hide because you refuse to hide because being seen is all is the only option that's there for you. It's so true. I love that. I didn't even think about the podcast and being this being seen for us. You're so right. Oh my gosh. And I think also we always want to give action steps. I think I wouldn't have done this without you. I would not have done this alone either. So there's a thing too. You can always take a big leap together. And what it's allowing me, and I think you too, you know, when you step into being seen and step out of hiding, you're able to embrace your life's work more. So I have enjoyed all of the jobs that I've done in the past for the most part. I mean, every job has its things, right? But I'm a hundred percent with you on like, I would never have talked about soul logic before. And I think I wouldn't even done it alone, but doing it with you and it's helping me grow into my own work outside of this podcast as well. So it's just like everything is working off of each other and it's allowing me to take more risks on my own. And I want to just go back to the risk part because I think it's sort of a balance. And I'm just thinking this as we're talking, like there's definitely the way to take the small safe steps to kind of build the muscle of being seen. This podcast was kind of a big jump 
at least for me. I mean, I was inside kicking and screaming and resisting a little bit, even though I was taking steps going forward. And I think that's where I really valued having you as a collaborator to do this with. But I just do love like even having the possibility of creating our life's work by doing this, stepping more deeply into our life's work, work that's really meaningful to us. And yeah, it's a little vulnerable because people could be like, that was a dumb podcast, right? <laughs> or or what you said was dumb or whatever. But I guess when you come out of hiding and you sort of build that muscle of being seen, you just care less. Like, of course, you know, if somebody said something bad, it would hurt my feelings or whatever, but I would be okay and I would move on. Well, that's an important thing. And you you trust yourself more. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's a huge outcome of stepping out, you know, maybe a little slowly and then with bigger steps here and there as it makes sense. Trusting yourself is huge and not to be under undervalued. And that safe and trusting environment with the podcast, we create it for each other. Yeah. So I wouldn't have done it myself. I have no problem talking, <laughs> microphone, you know, none of that recording, but I wouldn't have done this on my own. Neither was you, but together we created that safe, trusting environment and supported each other. So that's one of the other items when we are looking to be more seen, not only be heard, but be seen is to know how to create the environment and who to start being seen with, who to start taking the baby steps with, where mm -hmm. to start taking the baby steps with regarding which topic, which aspect of your life to start being more seen in. I agree. I think that's a really good point because the who can come from a really unexpected place, right? I don't know if we've talked about this before, maybe in the very first podcast, but we didn't know each other that much. We uh, we met through a common coaching practice and platform, but we just kind of hit it off and a Zoom call that we had um, off of this platform started talking. I think I put out there like, hey, would you be interested in doing some work together? And you were like, oh, okay, maybe. I, you can speak to your experience. But I mean, we've known each other now for less than two years. Just, just less than two years. Yeah, just less than two years. And here we are. We've been a year into a podcast. I mean, it blows my mind. And yet uh, we have created such a safe space we have supported each other through stepping out and being seen in many different ways. I mean, beyond the podcast, for me at least, too. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be somebody you've known a long time or a family member or whatever. I think if you're just, we talk a lot about energy, but like if you're just energetically correct. <laughs> we, can we coin a new term, energetically correct? I like <laughs> energetically that. aligned? <laughs> it can come from there, too. Like just if you have aligned goals, aligned values, and align projects that you can work on with each other, like go for it. Why not? I I will say I have people that I talk about that we do this podcast with, and they're like, You've never met him in person? You you <laughs> that is the you, funny thing. <laughs> and so we've met, we live on each each side of the coast. We've never met in person, and yet you have become a very good friend of mine, a collaborator. I mean, it's just been really, really cool and a, a really way a, a really valuable piece for me of stepping out. And encouraging me to do more. I didn't mean this for, for be this to be a, like a love session about a podcasting and being seen, but hey, you know we're living proof that this can be awesome. <laughs> well, it can be awesome, and I think that that's a great point. That you know, be open to where the who can come from, and even the what, because this was not on my to do list. No, it really right. wasn't. And this didn't start as this. This started as you know, we met through. You described the the 
the way that we met through the virtual platform, through a Zoom meeting, and then kind of like, you know what, I think there's some synergy here. Should we have a conversation? We did hit it off. Washington State, Virginia, clear across the country, have not met to this day in person. A lot of Zoom calls, but never met in person. And it works. And it's worked really, really well. So much so that we created the Roadmap to Awakening, mm-hmm. the online course, yeah, and this, and a retreat is in the works. So uh, lots of ways for us to step out with safety. And I think that that's a message for the listeners. How can you start to find the person and the place or the subject that will allow you to safely take those baby steps where you can be seen? We didn't know what was going to happen. And most importantly, the entire process has been fun. Yeah. We've had a great time, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, you've become a really important part of my life too. And I think at some point we do need to meet in person. I think that would be a lot of fun as <laughs> at some well. Some point, yes. Well, we, we're talking about doing in-person retreats now that COVID's passed, right? So we are talking yeah, about at some that. Point so, we'll make... <laughs> okay, enough of our love fest. <laughs> I also think another way to start being seen is actually to start seeing others, like to really recognize what's happening in somebody. And if somebody comes to you and you see them being brave about voicing something that might be sensitive or maybe even not seem that sensitive sensitive to you and just be like, Oh, wow. I really, I get that. I see that in you or whatever it is. Just really being with that, that person and seeing them can help you also then be seen in return. Right. Acknowledge, acknowledge what you're seeing others do mm-hmm. and pay attention to when you're starting to feel inspired by what it is they're doing. Right. And I think one other thing for me is to really be around people who are willing to see you, right? And there are people in your life who aren't willing to see you. And those people aren't necessarily safe <laughs> for you to come out to. It doesn't mean they're bad, bad people. It just would be that might not be the person you want to practice with or persons. And just really maybe even thoughtfully identify a few people that you want to start just you know, saying things like how you truly feel or what you truly think in a really safe way. But building that community where you can be you. And again, it doesn't have to be a long-term trusted person. We talked about you and I meeting and being energetically compatible and aligned, and it just worked. And it worked exactly. And it inspires you, right? It it helps Mm -hmm. you, gives you the motivation Mm -hmm. to continue to step out more and more until you're 100% seen, which is great. The other thing is, you know, in a lot of my leadership and communication work, I mentioned, you know, the intention is more important than what it is we do, which is true. Mm -hmm. So I have this little acronym, um, IPA, right? It's not the beer, even though I (laughs) love those. I should say not like love, but it's the IPA way, right? And it's about, you know, harmonic communication. So our intention, knowing what it is that we're going to do and the why behind what we're doing. And then the presence, the P is for presence, being very present with what we're doing. And then the A is for action. So once we have the intention and we're clear on that and we're present in what we're doing, and the environment, that part of that is a safe space and the trust, then taking the action is often so much easier mm-hmm. because it just happens organically. It's very, very natural. And I think that that's the important thing too, is that once we start doing it, it does it becomes easier. And as I mentioned earlier, you get to that place where you're not going to not do it because the cost of hiding is so high. Mm-hmm. And you realize that once we've once you've been constricted and suppressed you're not going to do it again. It just feels that bad. Yeah. 
any bit of uncomfortableness that I have at this point, it's almost like I don't really care because I, I've had so many great examples of when I've been willing to be seen the positive feedback and how I felt and what's come from it, that the alternative is absolutely not appealing. Agreed. I love the IPA. I love your acronyms. You always have right? IPA. Yeah. I came out of the airline business, so we had tons of acronyms. I know. It's true. (laughs) It's so true. I love that idea. I was also thinking, if you've got a really trusted friend or coach or somebody that you work with and you can say, I was just thinking about the IPA, my intention is to speak more clearly about X and I want to practice with you and just know I might bumble it. I might not be eloquent. I might not even say exactly what I mean, but if you could just go with me if you could just you know know that this is what i'm trying to do and then like be present with me when that's happening and then i'm going to i'm going to if you're willing i'd like you to be my my person i practice with and that would be your action that could be super super valuable as we start to wrap this up i just want to you know one quick shift into work right work conversations you got me thinking about taking action through practice particularly in a work environment when i was a a relatively new general manager, there were some difficult conversations I had to have. And what I found was I I could have hid, I could have, you know, not said everything that needed to be said and just hoped that the situation would correct itself or the problem would go away. But that generally doesn't happen. You know, often when there's another person involved, it just perpetuates and, and things get worse and worse. So what I did was with my manager, we had a lot of role-playing. We did a lot of role-playing with each other and it was fantastic. It was, I'm a big, big fan of role-playing and, you know, mock whatever it's going to be, whether it's a a discussion, an interview, because you learn so much from it and you just become comfortable with it. And the visualization piece of it also is very important to visualize it going well, because we know that our mind will create scenarios that replicate what it is that we've created already. So the positive self-talk, and all of that, along with with that practice, is helpful. This has been a really fun podcast. I really love the idea of just stop hiding, coming out, be seen, do it in baby steps, do it in leaps, do it safely, take risks, however you need to do it. Just do it. It will make your life so much more fulfilling, so much more aligned and congruent, and you're able to pursue your life's work your life's way of being in such a bigger way. The world needs you. So just do it.